Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And Denver had brought in a guy, a couple of guys, and they worked out. And they signed like three of these guys and said, hey, we're going to invite you to camp. And basically, they're just camp bodies. Mm -hmm. And so he comes into camp. Second day of practice, I'm blocking him. He's holding the the dummy. And I'll go to hit the dummy. Instead of him just holding the dummy there, he moves. And I somehow get my finger stuck in his jersey. Uh, Tear the tendon. Have to get surgery. I miss the entire preseason and, and the first four weeks of the regular season. Dang. But the funny story about that is this kid who I can, who nobody remembers that night leaves camp and he's never seen again. Wow. So the joke in the Broncos locker room was up on game presents conversations with a legend. And now Here's LeVar Arrington. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another exciting edition of Up On Game Presents Conversations with a Legend. This week, I have one of my former teammates with me. His greatness was obviously established far before I met him in Washington, D.C. Two-time Super Bowl champ, went to Missouri, ended up transferring Went went and 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 played out of D two school and and at receiver, but ended up being a two time Pro Bowler Pro Bowler at tight end. I bring in my man, welcoming into the show, Byron Chamberlain. Be chame if you're nasty. What's up, babe? Ah, Lavar. 
It is so good to see you, my man. Thanks for having me on. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Love having you on, man. And and this wanna be a cool one because obviously we got history and 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 a whole lot of uh memories together, not just on the field, but off the field as well. First, let's start off with how is B Chame doing? What is B Chame up to these days? Anything new and exciting? Well, I just celebrated my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Uh, So that's always fun. Um, Out here in Miami, just having a good time, uh, celebrating my birthday, uh, doing a lot of traveling lately. I have a huge trip coming up, going to Israel for the first time. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. One of my goals is to do 100 different countries with my travels. uh, Israel will be country number 58. So we're going to spend a little time in Tel Aviv, uh, seeing my niece play basketball over there. Uh, And then you can't go to Israel without going to Jerusalem, the holy city of Jerusalem. So looking forward to that coming up near the end of this month. That is awesome, man. And you've always been one to to just do things differently. Like, all right, so let's let's do this. You, You started out in Hawaii. Like, yes. How 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 does this how does this happen? You end up born in Hawaii. Like who gets the opportunity to look like you and me and be born in Hawaii? Like you got to walk me through this because I was born in Pittsburgh. And while I appreciate the mean, cold, hard streets of the Berg, uh, I certainly would have liked to have been saying aloha every single day of my my life uh, for a time. How how did this all play play out for you? Well, you know, my, my parents were uh, in college at the time. I'm, my mother was at uh, Texas Southern and my father was in Nebraska. And um, in somewhere between their junior, their sophomore years, uh, they decided to get married and, and they got pregnant with my brother. And uh, my, my father needed a real job. So what did he do? He joined the Navy. Bam. He joined the U.S. Navy and uh, they shipped him out to Honolulu, Hawaii, and uh, as soon as uh, as soon as that happened, here comes my my older sister and myself. So, <laughs> me and my my older sister, born in Honolulu, Hawaii, uh, started out there. Um, and then you know, after a while, we we wind up moving. He got stationed in San Diego, California. So, oh, two not too bad what, places. What a horrible! Like, what a horrible yeah. second <laughs> landing space. Exactly. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And listen, you you are a jovial dude. Like anybody who knows you knows that you are one of the most laid back, cool, calm, collected dudes. It's funny. We were joking off offline before we started the interview. You were the referee. Yes. Yes. People don't know. People may not know this, but we were all on a, a coaching staff at, at a high school and we're doing doing some amazing things with with the youth. And, you know, you you were you were uh, an amazing teacher to to the guys and and a, an amazing support. Where where did that come from? Where did the love of of helping helping young people and and wanting to be uh, a support and just just be cool in how you do it? Because clearly all of us aren't always cool in how we approach you know our educational moments. Uh, with with these youth out here, but but you were always one that was like, all right, you know, 
it's okay. Like, you might have got your ass kicked all the way 50 yards downfield, and I'm like, get him off the field. And you're like, no, no, no. He's going to be okay. There was something good that happened there. Now, you saw what was good. I was ready to take him off. Where where does that come from, man? Where where does that that approach to it's good versus it's bad from Bauer yeah. Chamberlain? Yeah, so uh, part of it we talked about is, you know, my me being raised in Hawaii, that whole Aloha Island attitude. It's like like they say uh, in the island of Jamaica, no problem. It's 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 always laid back. It's always going to be okay. Um, and I think my approach to that comes from my introduction to the game. When I started playing in high school, I had a lot to learn. I wasn't one of those kids who grew up playing Pop Warner ball or playing since they were six years old. Uh, I got introduced to the game a little later when I was in high school. Um, we moved to the state of Texas. And there wasn't much surfing uh, or, or beach life in Texas. So right. they were like, hey, we play football out here. Come on this football field. So I had a lot to learn about the game. And I had some coaches that were very patient with me, understanding that I was very athletic, but I was very green and raw when it came to the game. So they took time with me and everything for them was a teaching moment. Anytime I made a mistake, anytime that I, I just didn't have the correct technique, it was all about a teaching moment, and I've kind of integrated that into my, my coaching style as well. And, you know, the other thing that we talked about, LeVar, is just that you, you mentioned was the passion for young people. Um, and that's one of the things that connects you and myself and our, our other former coach, uh, Akili Smith is that we have a passion for, for young people. We want to see them succeed. We want to give them the opportunities uh, that we had, and, and, and even more, even better. So I just have a passion to see young people succeed, and I want to do everything in my power to, to help and to facilitate that. You know, the, the cool thing about that is you are aware of of how you feel it, it makes me wonder when you were learning the game and you were getting getting to know how it worked for you that's got to be if you really care if you really want to be good at it it's got to be frustrating at times learning how to do things the right way do you have any stories like when you were first learning, like so many times we talk about, oh, it was so hard, but I pushed through and I got through and it was, yeah, but do you have a detail? Like, because so many times what I realize about when these young guys listen to us and they watch what we say, they don't, they don't relate to what it is that we're saying because they haven't got to that, that epiphany yet, that moment of clarity, but they relate to real real experiences things that have happened like oh yeah that that happened to me like i didn't i didn't realize that man you would have went through something like that you know i've i basically quit my first high school football game people would never know it but you know we went out against the the famed woodland hills uh wolverines where guys like uh you know rob gronkowski came from i was mm -hmm. a freshman and got my ass whipped and basically quit like this ain't for me like I, I can't I can't do this 
and teammates walked me through, talked me through. My coach came over and, and consulted me and said, you know, you're, you're 15 years old. There's 18-year-old guys out here that are heading towards Division One. If you thought you were going to step on the field game one and just be, you know, that guy, um, I appreciate you feeling that way. But now you're learning what it's going to take to be that guy. And and that always stuck with me. And 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 so for, did, do you have a moment where it was like, you know, I had that frustration. I wanted to get it right. Um, and ultimately, I just kept working to get it right. I don't have that particular moment. Per se, what I do have is a, a time where and I'll take you back to football, high school football in the state of Texas in the 80s. It was the real deal. And, uh, you know, you see oh, these yeah. movies, Friday Night Lights. Blues, Friday and all Night Lights, yeah. I mean, it literally yeah. was like that. And, and you come from a place, LeVar, uh, uh, the state of Pennsylvania. You have states like Ohio, uh, Georgia, Florida, where they play really good high school football. And when I tell you Texas high school football is on another level, it truly is. Mm. And when I when I was in high school, it was back there when you came four weeks before school started mm -hmm. and you did real two-a-days. And what they would do back then was they would put everyone together, whether you were a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. You're all together. We're practicing together. So it's nothing to have a freshman go head-to-head -head with, a, with a junior. Mm -hmm. or a freshman go head-to-head -head with a senior. And the thing about that was I was a, a year ahead of myself. So coming into high school where most guys are, are 14 years old, I was 13. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm playing against and competing with kids that are 16, 17, 18 years old. Like you said, guys who are going off to Division One colleges in, in a year or two. And, and I'm just learning the game. So just the just the the toughness the the frustration of of going against guys who had played this game for for years and I'm just now learning now the thing that I had was I had this crazy athletic ability and and I think it came from uh, one thing that I didn't play football but I played every other sport there was mm. I, I surfed and I I skateboarded so I had incredible balance um, I played golf. Uh, I played tennis. So I had incredible hand-eye coordination. I had incredible lateral movement and quickness. And I was just flat out fast. And so I could use my athletic ability to, to succeed when I was, was, was in trouble on a football field. I, I really leaned on it. And, and my coaches saw that. And they saw, okay, we have a raw talent who's very, very athletic, probably the best athlete out here. Uh, he really doesn't know the game. He's learning the game. And, and that's where a little, a little of my frustration would lie, was just learning the nuances of the game. Mm -hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it's interesting because when you were learning it, you were playing a skill, skill position at the receiver's position with that athletic ability. And let me jump in here, LeVar. Let me me cut off real quick. I was also playing it in the state of Texas. And at my high school, especially back then, as a freshman or a sophomore, you don't compete on the varsity level. It was just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But there was a, there was a myself and a guy you may know, uh, Marcus Buckley, who mm-hmm. wind up playing uh, linebacker for the Giants during our time period. Mm-hmm. He played eight years with the Giants and one with the um, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, he was he was my other teammate, and me and him were. Um, sent to varsity as young guys and it had never happened in, at my high school. It really didn't happen much back then in the state of Texas because the competition level was so great. Well, and y'all both played in the pros. Yes. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. You go from being a, a receiver to being a, a tight end in the pros. And yeah. listen, it's all about right place, right time. While one will sit there and be like, oh, you know, I went in this round, da-da-da, I wish I could have gone higher, da-da-da, this, that. Man, you went to the Denver Broncos. And 
a receiving tight end, who gets the better opportunity of development as a receiving tight end to be with Shannon Sharp, the GOAT? Like, I think he's the greatest tight end of all time, certainly the greatest receiving tight end of all time. Yes. What was what was that like, that experience like coming out of just starting football in high school? So basically within a matter of what, eight years? Yes. You're in the league. You're in the now you're not only in the league, but you're in the league and your team was loaded <laughs> from top to bottom, from coaching staff to players, y'all were loaded. What I mean, your your closest friends are all got busts in the Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> what 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 was that like having that type of environment as as a young pro? Well, let me talk. Let me answer what you said first. You know about being in right place and right time and just mm -hmm. timing. I was blessed to be drafted by a Mike Shanahan and have the offensive coordinator uh, Gary Kubiak. And those guys were so, such offensive minds and such offensive geniuses. And they could see things in, in players that you didn't even see in yourself. And for them to have the, the wherewithal to say, hey, this is a, a really good receiver, but we're going to make him into a tight end. And, you know, I think I was blessed, number one, just being at the right to place. And Mike Shanahan's first draft class, uh, he drafted another guy who – became my best friend in, in the round before a uh, guy named Terrell Davis, like yeah. you said, bust yeah. in the hall of yeah, fame. Yeah. Guy, guy named Terrell Davis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, salute. But what I, what I did was when they said, Hey, Byron, we're going to, we're going to make you a tight end. What I did as a student of the game, I said, okay, I'm looking around my locker room. And like you said, I have this one guy who is everything that I want to be. He is an all pro. He goes to Pro Bowls. He's had longevity. He has success. I immediately went to the equipment manager, Doug West, and I said, Doug, they're put, making me a tight end. Change my locker and put it right next to Shannon's. Mm. Put it right next to Shannon Sharp's locker. Because he didn't know it at the time, but he was going to be my mentor, whether he liked it or not. Mm. And uh, Shannon was gracious. Let me say that. So, you know, a lot of guys in the NFL, when you're competing and you're competing for positions, uh, they're not going to help you. Mm -hmm. But Shannon was Shannon was very gracious. He taught me everything that I needed to know, everything that I needed to succeed at the tight end position. Like you said, I believe he is definitely, if he's not number one, he's number two mm -hmm. uh, tight ends of all time. And so I got to literally learn from that guy for seven years, sitting at a locker right next to him, uh, seeing how he played the game, seeing how he thought about the game, seeing uh, just every any question that I had, he would he'd be gracious enough to answer. Uh, seeing his work ethic and learning what it truly meant to be a pro, what it truly meant to be a Pro Bowl caliber player. And, and that was my goal. So like you said, I was blessed to, to jump, jump in a locker room with guys like Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp, John Elway, uh, Steve Atwater, a big influence on me. Um, and, and like you said, all those guys have their gold jackets and they're busting the Hall of Fame. Well, you got your own Pro Bowls uh, on on your list of accolades. So it wasn't like you you was just there for the ride. You were definitely a, a positive contributor. And we all know about 
about that. Um, you you won you won your Super Bowls, then you go to Minnesota, uh, you ball out there, you you go to the Pro Bowl, then you come to Washington. Okay. You see everything that's going on in Washington right now. What was I'm just curious, just a side note, just just me thinking out loud. What was your experience like when you was in Washington? Um, <laughs> my experience in Washington was it was it was different. Let me say that. And, you know, there was a lot of good, but also on the flip side, there was a lot of not so good. And we were there with uh, Steve Spurrier as the coach. Yeah. I just didn't see the hours that were put in uh, to be successful. I remember us getting out of practice and being home on my couch by about one o'clock. Yeah. I just, it it blew my mind because coming out of Denver, coming out of Minnesota, where these teams that were traditionally, uh, they're going to compete and they're going to be in the playoffs every year. And they're going to be in the NFC or AFC championship games. And coming from that environment to where we're at home at one (laughs) o'clock, it just wasn't a good, good thing. Yeah. Uh, that organization was just not run like a, a, a first class organization. And that's just my perspective. And that's just coming from from where I came from in Denver, going to Minnesota and, and then there. Um, the other thing, though, about it, but I, I met some great guys in that locker room. Indeed. Uh, of course, me and you have been friends uh, ever since. Um, you know, other guys that I, I still stay in touch with. Uh, from that team and that that time period um, had some a lot of family in the D.C. area. So they were able to come out and, and see me and, and, and spend a lot of time together. So in that aspect, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter at the time was was very young. So just her being a ba- uh, being around her family members that, are, that live out in the D.C., Maryland area. It was, it was awesome. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Let's let's go off the field. Okay. You're you're a real like cerebral dude, like super super intelligent guy. If if I were to tell you the moment you went pro and you signed that inked that contract, didn't matter where you got drafted. You inked the contract. You just mentioned family. People know you mm-hmm. inked the contract. People know you're playing in the pros. What was that like? Did 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 signing the contract, did getting money change things? Or were were you one of those, were you one of the few that were prepared and your families were prepared for like, wow, like he made it to the pros and this is his job, which should be everybody should be happy when a kid grows up gets a job, is making money. But for some strange reason, when pros, when guys that make it into the league as pros make it, it's everybody got a job, everybody made it, everybody get paid. Now, what was your your experience like? Uh, Like you said, it was about people around you changing, their expectations of you changing. Um, And, you know, money does funny things to people. Um, and, and you want to do great things. You want to do nice things. You want to help out your family. You want to help out, you know, your community that, that supported you as you came along. And, and so and you have those resources to do that. But but understanding how far that you can stretch yourself. I think that was the biggest lesson for me. And I learned that early. 
Uh, I wasn't prepared. I was not prepared for it. Uh, and I learned it early. Uh, it cost it cost me a few dollars. It cost me, uh, you know, that those first couple of years. But I'm a guy who learns quickly mm-hmm. and being able to have a, a 10 year career uh, and understanding that, you know, this career it has has limits to it. There's there's a certain amount of longevity that comes with it. And we're putting our li- our bodies on the line uh, and sacrificing things for this for these ability for this ability to to make this money in a finite uh, time period. Mm-hmm. So under just understanding that and, and trying to relay that information to my loved ones to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to be playing this game for the rest of my life. So I have to set myself up and, and put so, myself in position to be okay uh, for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And instead of giving you just straight out money, let me see if I can help give you opportunities. And that was my focus with the people that were the closest to me, uh, not just cutting you a check, but let me see how we can, you know, take this platform that I'm on for a limited amount of time and, and, relay that into some opportunities that are going to benefit you and me for longer than the time that I'm playing. So that, that became my focus in, in year two and beyond. Um, and uh, seems it, it, it seems to worked out pretty well. Now, I can't help but to notice it, you talk with your hands, like guys that when you're, you use your hands in your career, you talk with your hands like we we and when you're talking with your hands you still talk almost like you're still in position to make the block to get your hands in there <laughs> thumbs up get a right hold of, thumbs up palms up yeah. right and i'm looking at the thing and you got the same thing you got the mallet finger too oh that's the yeah that's the football finger how did you if get you were, the, you how did you player, get your mallet if you were a player you got one of these second year in the league second year in the league uh blocking a linebacker and my finger gets caught up in his jersey Yep. As he's trying to pull away. Funny story. I'll give you the story. I'll give you the entire story. So you got guys when you come to training camp that are drafted. You got guys who are what they call street free agents mm-hmm. who they sign uh, and they come into to training camp with you. But then there are other guys that they bring in later on, maybe for a three day type of tryout situation. And Denver had brought in a guy, a couple of guys, and they worked out. And they signed like three of these guys and said, hey, we're going to invite you to camp. And basically, they're just camp bodies. Mm-hmm. And so he comes into camp. Second day of practice, I'm blocking him. He's holding the, the dummy. And I'll go to hit the dummy. Instead of him just holding the dummy there, he moves. And I somehow get my finger stuck in his jersey. Uh, tear the tendon. I have to get surgery. I miss the entire preseason and, and the first four weeks of the regular season. Dang. But the funny story about that is this kid who I can, who nobody remembers that night leaves camp and he's never to seen again. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Wow. So the joke in the Broncos locker room was Al Davis hired him to hurt one of our players. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, hey, just go there. Go to the Broncos camp, Take one hurt out. one of their players, one of and get out. out of there. Jeez. And the guy wound up packing his bags that night, leaving camp without being cut, and he was never seen again. He knew he was getting cut. That's what that was. <laughs> you messed up that man's head. You know you don't mess up that man's missed, missed eight, Missed eight weeks behind that finger. Dang, the mallet finger. All right, let's go back to the business because I asked you about money changing things. Okay. You said you weren't prepared for it. NIL is here. Yes. The the day and age of money being exchanged for services, name, image, and likeness, even at the youth level, even at the high school level, now yes. at the college level, is here. And as it applies to football, it is a major boom. Um, what would your advice be to guys seeing what the NIL opportunities are that are out there right now? And are you are you a proponent for it, or do you feel like this is you know? Do you have another opinion towards NIL? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, they, you have institutions out there who benefit for decades and centuries off athletes and and literally have built their campuses because of our exploits on the football field, on the basketball courts and things of that sort. So I'm all for it. Um, My advice, if I was giving advice to a young athlete, especially a a young football player, I would I would tell him, like, understand this. 
understand what where your bread is buttered. And that's on the football field. That's making plays on the football field. Now, definitely leverage yourself and leverage, you know, what you're doing out there to to make as much money as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. But understand you have to perform on that field. And that's what's going to get you those opportunities and never forget that. And a lot of people get caught up in the money. They get caught up in the, the opportunities to make commercials or be on TV or whatever. But understand, if you don't take care of your business on the field as a player, it all goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? So keep it. Uh, keep the, the focus in the main where, where it needs to be. And the main thing is always football, football first. It took you a while to make your first Pro Bowl. Yes. But you finally made it. And then you went two times. I was there with you. That was that was when we yes. first started, we started hanging. Um, yes. So it's like full circle, right? You're born there and then life travels and your success, lo and behold, brings you back to Honolulu. What was what was your experiences like having that? Like because that clearly had to mean a little bit more to you than maybe it meant to other guys, especially if you think about where the Pro Bowl is now. Yes. You know, like well, not even going let, to play let me game. say this, LeVar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt you, but no, let no, me go say ahead. this. Go ahead. For me, being drafted in the seventh round, uh, number 222 selection, you know, was it was huge for me because that was one of the goals. That was probably the second goal I set uh, when I got after I got drafted. Number one, my first goal was to make the team because they cut seventh rounders every day. Mm hmm. You know, you, there's no guarantee being a seventh rounder. Number two, I said, I don't want to just be here. I want to be the best. And, and for me, being the best at your position meant making the Pro Bowl. And it was a big deal for us when we played to get that Pro Bowl uh, a nod and, and go across, the, as we used to say, go across them waters to Hawaii mm-hmm. and, um, and become – you know, and, and play in that, that Aloha Stadium for the Pro Bowl. Now, I'm going to tell you why it meant so much more to me than other pl- uh, people that, that made the Pro Bowl. So, first of all, my, my dad was there. My mom was there. My sisters came. Uh, my brother. That was number one, being able to bring them back to, to the islands and, and where we all started. Uh, and it was on me. I, I love that fact. That was number one. But number two, when I was born, the year I was born, we lived in a place called Halaba Heights. Halaba Heights was torn down. These apartment buildings were torn down and we had to move uh, to uh, School Street in Aiea. And they tore those apartments down. And what did they build on that site? Aloha Stadium. Mm. They built the actual stadium that my family lived in in those apartments where the actual stadium was wow. built. So that wow. was huge. And I remember doing a, doing a huge story with uh, sports, uh, with, with ESPN at the time. That's crazy. To talking about, about so that. I still played, have the newspaper from uh, USA where Today. You, where you live. I, I have the USA Today newspaper where me, my mom, and my, my oldest sister are on the cover. And, and my mom came up with this pray, uh, phrase, and it was the headline of the USA Today said, uh, he left in Pampers and returned in pads. Wow. That was huge for me. Just being in that stadium, knowing all those stories that my mom would tell me about living in those apartment buildings 
when we were young and being forced out so they could build Aloha Stadium. Uh, that was that was huge. That's pretty deep, bro. Yeah, like, that was special, man. From, it was, it was crawling it was, around, it was probably crawling around, running around in my, in my career. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Well, special moments in career. Let, let's 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 I, I, I wanted to talk to you about so much more, but I'm, I'm a rap because I know we're up against it. Um, because I do want to talk to you about your golf game because I know you're a dope. <laughs> Let's dope talk golfer. about it. Uh, all right, before before I hit the last question, let's let's jump into this. You could have been a pro golfer. I started I started at the age of eight. Yes, uh, my grandfather was a scratch golfer and a golf uh, teacher. And if anybody knows me, uh, my grandfather is the the male figure. My mother's father. He is. The my male figure, the guy I looked up to, the guy I wanted to spend all my time with. And uh, his thing was golf. And so to be able to be with him five, six hours a day, just me and him on a golf cart, on a golf course um, was was priceless. Uh, And so that's how I got into golf. That's how I fell in love with golf around the age of eight or nine. And uh, I've been playing it ever since. Did you did you come in from golfing or are you going out when this when this interview is over? Because knowing you, I know that that's uh, going out on the course or coming in from it with that shirt on you got. Yeah, this this is unfortunately this is a non golf day. This is a non golf day. All right. Now, now I try to get out there three to four times a week. You know, you know that I do. do. Uh, When I had when I have some free time, you can find me on a golf course. But today, unfortunately, is a non golf day. All right. Um, Played a couple of days before I left L.A. Uh, Me and Terrell Davis got out, got a chance to play with him. His game's getting better. He actually beat me. Uh He beat me one of the days. I I I smoked him the first day. He came back day two (laughs) and and won. So right. I, so I owe him a rubber match and, and owe him a, a butt kicking. I got you. All right, this is the last one before I let you go, OG. When it's all said and done, and they're giving their last words about Byron Chamberlain, what is it that you would hope that your legacy is? What is it that if, if some way, somehow, we can hear what people have to say about us when we're not here no more? What is it that would mean the most to you, legacy-wise, for people to to what to talk about and say about you? Hmm. Legacy-wise, I would love for people to say that he was a giver. He's a person that gave people opportunities. Um, the one of the things that I do, and you know this, is I, I travel internationally and I teach the game because I love the lessons that the game of football has, has given me and everything it's given me. Mm-hmm. And I want to give those opportunities to so many young people, not just in this country, but a- around the world. And uh, I want people to say that I'm a citizen of the world and I'm a, a person who, who tried to teach and tried to give those two things. If I, if, if they said he, he, you know, those two things about me, I think, I think I'd be happy. Well, I certainly would be one to to drive that message home. You definitely are a giver and you definitely are a teacher. I've, I've seen it in work. I've seen it in action, volunteering your time, uh, just giving back. You've know, you just always been a good dude, man. Just always been one of the solid guys that 
you know, when you say you're there's there's guys you're proud of that that you know we're part of the same fraternity, same same brotherhood. You're just one of those guys that have always represented what what we stand for the right way. So many horror stories, you know, we hear about them, and and but we never really get into praising the guys that really do it the right way and have been the proper examples and role models. Like I looked up to you, I knew knew who you were. When you were coming to to the team, obviously, again, had the time to see you when we were at, were at the Pro Bowl. But then for us to be teammates was was super cool and and just one of those things. Like it's like you know a pro when you see a pro. You know what I mean? So yeah, I appreciate you always being that dude, man. And I appreciate I, you coming I'd on, giving me some you, time. Levar. Let me let me say one more thing, Lavar, because I'd be remiss if I didn't say this because you just you said a key phrase for me. And I told you my, my grandfather was, was my guy. He was my man. He would always tell me, always do the right thing and always do it the right way. Those mm-hmm. were his words. So when you hit on that, you know, you do things the right way, it really, it really struck home with me because that's exactly the lessons that he taught me. Legacy. That's something you pass down. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, it was man. a pleasure. It's Appreciate always a pleasure when I'm with you, man. Indeed. Indeed. That's Byron Chamberlain. Super Bowl, two-time winning two, Super Bowl champ, two-time pro bowler, and number one in your hearts and your minds as, as just a super awesome dude. So make sure y'all keep up with, with, with Byron Chamberlain. And he, you know, he does a lot of great things, and he's one of those guys that you will hear from and you'll see from. Um, because he's a doer, you know, and I, I really appreciate him as a person. Shouts out to Pacematic uh, for sponsoring the show. Super, super love for that. Shouts out to to Brinks TV. Make sure you subscribe to Brinks TV and and check out the fine programming that we bring to you with Up on Game and Up on Game presents. And you know what? Shouts out to Up on Game as well. It's Lavar Arrington. This has been another exciting edition. Make sure you subscribe. Check out the podcast as well. All right, anywhere you download your podcast, check out, you know, Up On Game, Up On Game Presents. We got a ton. And when I say we have a plethora of pinatas for you to hit and listen to on the Up On Game Presents network feed, we do. So make sure you check all those things out. iHeart Sports Radio or iHeart Media, excuse me, Fox Sports Radio. And again, Brinks TV. Uh, Shouts out to all you guys and all of your support. This is a wrap. Till next time, I'm LeVar Arrington. Peace! This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference that's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through better help provides online therapy on your schedule it's flexible simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you learn more at betterhelp.com that's better h-e-l-p.com
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.